following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the virtual SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, following a 25-22 Dallas Cowboys loss to the Arizona Cardinals in Week 17. And we are going to talk about it. Offense, defense, special teams. We have talked about complimentary wins on this show the last four weeks or so. This was a complimentary loss, and we are going to break it down for you here from the star in Frisco alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, back with Rob Phillips. Great news there that Rob is back on Talking Cowboys this week with Rob P. Island. I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam, running this thing in the back. But, gentlemen, we'll start with with just general thoughts about the loss. The Cowboys come up short in a comeback effort. They fell behind at one point in the game, 22-7, to and just really couldn't find their way back, Rob. They they had a couple opportunities, maybe some missed calls from the officials, but in the end, the Cowboys just didn't play well enough to win that football game. Yeah, I think you you said it, Kyle. Like I, I kind of got killed on social media after the game, and uh, sometimes I'm a little sensitive about those things. But I, this time, I held my <laughs> I held my ground because because look. Yes, there were missed calls. There was a huge missed call at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is they did not do enough in quarters one through three to give themselves a good enough chance to win that game. That's the bottom line. And and guys said that after the game. Amari Cooper said that the game doesn't go on forever. You don't get an eternal number of chances. And like you said, when you only have seven points deep into the game in the second half, and you've got a single yard in the third quarter until the very end, mm. uh, you're digging yourself a huge hole. And Arizona came out and, and was the more desperate team. They were the more banged-up team coming off of three straight losses and missing a bunch of guys on defense. They found a way to win. The Cowboys did not, even though, yes, you can question some calls, and, I'm, and I understand why players are upset. Uh, but they didn't play enough, uh, well enough to win that football game. And now they're, they're they're not in the position they would like to be, certainly in the playoff picture. Isaiah? Rob P., I'm not going to let you do that. I, I, I agree with the second half of your sentiments. The first half sounds much like Mike McCarthy or players on the Dallas Cowboys right now that are accepting this uh, excuse for saying, oh, the referees. Every time the Dallas Cowboys have lost this year, it's been the referees. If you go back to it, look at all the post-game interviews, it's always the referees that are getting their finger pointed at them, and that is a, such a victim mentality. I talked about it on the post-game. That play at the end of the game, first of all, no referee has seen that play. Everybody can barely even see it in the doggone replay that it was a fumble, right? You had to watch it six, seven times in a row to even identify it was a fumble. And then there, if had they not got take, gotten taken advantage of by Arizona earlier in that half, they would have had an additional timeout where they could have challenged it. So there's a lot of things that went into this loss. The referees was not one of them. They needed to make more plays. 
Arizona came back, came in and executed much better than Dallas did. And that's the moral of the story because Stone Cold says so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, look, you're not going to argue with that, man. It's um, they came out flat. They came out flat. They played flat. Um, it, it was eerily reminiscent of the Denver game mm-hmm. where they came out and just nothing with fire at all. Um, defensively, and I know we're going to get into a, a lot of that. It's just, look, man, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I've watched a lot of Dan Quinn football uh, this year. And um, I just didn't see the same uh, thing, same play call, same calls from uh, the defense. So, you know, I think it was very interesting um, as the game progressed some of the things that they tried to do to make Kyler uncomfortable. But let's just face it, man. Kyler uh, Murray is a is a different beast altogether when it comes down to playing the quarterback position. Uh, we have to give them their respect and their kudos because they played a hell of a game being shorthanded the way that they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up a lot of our stuff. Uh, and, and again, they, they just did a really uh, – they did a phenomenal job where we did not. And blaming it on the referees, I obviously, you know, I can see it both ways, but – Isaiah, I'm kind of with you on this, man. You can't use that as an excuse because at this point in time in the season, you're supposed to be firing on all cylinders. And I think that's the the most disconcerting thing about the about this game is the fact that even when you looked like you were the stronger team, the healthier team, you had all the momentum in the world, and you, you laid an egg in the first three quarters. And that's what that was. I mean, outside of the one drive right before halftime, or at least with uh, midway through that second quarter, you really didn't have any rhythm offensively until the fourth quarter. And then Arizona, shorthanded, they hadn't had any kind of rhythm without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. And a guy like Antoine Wesley comes up and makes two touchdown grabs. You have Christian Kirk as the leading receiver. A.J. Green turns back the clock. Zach Ertz was pretty much a non-factor until the second half, but all of these guys stepped up and filled in roles that they hadn't been over the last three weeks. So why is it the Cowboys, Isaiah, as the team that had to be the one they had to figure it out against? Because there had to be something that they saw on film, both sides of the football. And we'll get into offense and defense specifically coming up in the next couple of segments. But there had to be something they saw that said, we're going to beat this team because they came out with a, a boatload of confidence. You're, you're professional athletes, you're professional coaches, and you show up to a game and you're competitors. You you make a decision that you're going to go, you know, balls to the wall, and that's exactly what Arizona came in and did. They said, we're going to throw everything at Dallas, and Dallas is going to have to show us that they're capable of, of stopping it. And they weren't. When they came out and they lined up and they brought everybody at the line of scrimmage, Dak said, oh, crap. The offensive line said, oh, crap. There's only so many guys that you can block, and we're going to get home. We're going to get to Dak. We're going to disrupt Dak before he can get the ball off to these receivers. These receivers are not going to get off the line of scrimmage and get these, these you know, these short passing game uh, options like Dak had been so great at earlier in the season. They they totally disrupted that. So what, what started happening? Dak was coming up, and he was having to totally redo all the protections. He was having to totally redo all the plays. And that caused hesitation. That did not enable them to go out there and play fast like they did last week. That was disruptive. And then offensively for Arizona, they just had Kyler Murray. Everybody's pointing the finger at the defensive line saying, oh, where where was this at? You know, Heckman, you mentioned that you know you didn't see the Dan Quinn uh type defense. And and I and I kind of combat that because I feel as if they did a good job of getting back there. The only difference is you're not dealing with quarterbacks who have the inability to run the ball. This dude sees pressure. This dude sees defensive ends going up the field. He's coming, stepping in and out. We said it all week long. 
pressure on the ends means nothing. If you don't have internal pressure against a running quarterback, it doesn't present a problem for him. And we did not have internal pressure this week. And that is why this game turned out the way that it was. They just wanted to win the game more. And Dallas, unfortunately, this year has a record of that versus teams that are above 500 in the win column. They were 8-1 coming into the game versus the NFC. Okay, that's fine and Danny, but only one and one against the NFC when it comes to games over 500. You know, the teams that have a winning percentage over 500. This was another one of those teams. So now you're eight and two against the NFC, and you're one and two versus teams over 500. Rob, totally agree. I mean, we talked about it during the week, or when I was on barely during the week last week, that this was a better test. I mean, they they won four straight games, and give them credit, three of them were straight were on the road. Uh, but that that was a playoff team that they played yesterday and a, and a playoff quarterback and, hey, a hell of a coaching job by Arizona in terms of the game plan that they, was executed better. I mean, they knew as banged up as their defense was, they had to control the line of scrimmage, control time of possession, keep Dak and the offense off the field and protect their defense, and they did that. They dominated time of possession. They kept the ball out of the Cowboys' offense's hands, got them out of rhythm, like you said, with a – a lot of different pre-snap looks, a lot of stuff, you know, not necessarily stuff Dak hasn't seen, but a lot of that after the snap, guys dropping back into coverage, flooding passing lanes, and they got the other thing too is they completely shut down the run. That was a season low 45 rushing yards for the Cowboys. We've talked about it. They have been in a rut offensively. We thought they got out of it against Washington, but they were not in this game and they just didn't have enough cracks at it and weren't efficient enough when they had the football. Yeah, for me, uh, Isaiah, it's really just, you know, switching up the coverages. They stayed in the vanilla uh, coverage the entire game. Uh, for me, I've, I've seen them switch it up too many times and bring pressure uh, from different angles. Uh, but again, I, I say this, man, Arizona did a good job of picking up the blitz. And you're absolutely right that if it's any of the other quarterbacks in the NFL, they have three, four sacks uh, yesterday because, you know, look, Kyler Murray was just uh, able to get out of the pocket, outside of the pocket, uh, and just elude the defense. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where when you look at this game in totality, the the, the run game coming up missing is going to be uh, the, the story of this game, but also just the fact that the, uh, we're not talking about the penalties. You know, this, mm. this team... Anytime they tried to steal any momentum, they shot themselves in the foot. And those third down penalties killed them. They killed them. Uh, we, we talk about the running game and them only having uh, 40, 50 yards of, of rushing, or excuse me, 45 yards rushing. But you, you take some of those, the big run from Ezekiel Elliott back, even uh, a, a run from Tony Pollard that comes back as well on a penalty. Look, all of those things are relative. Again, if we, had our, we had our opportunities, but all in all, this team just came out flat, and you can't do that. Um, you're right again, Isaiah, with the, you know, when you start facing those upper echelon teams and you want to, if this is a measuring stick, uh, in the words of Ric Flair, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And we just didn't beat, you know, we didn't measure up in this game, and a lot of it had to do with the way that we opened up the game. So, heck, I'm going to turn this. references in the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to come up. I know, Rob, Rob, you're the only one that hasn't come up with one yet. So, Heckma, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this right back on, on top of you. Uh, I'm going to turn this right back around here for, for you just a second because you talked about the preparedness 
You talked about the play calling. You mentioned the fact that that there were multiple opportunities for the Cowboys to be in better positions and the penalties uh, as well. How severely outcoached were the Cowboys uh, on Sunday afternoon? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury and company, how much did they outcoach Mike McCarthy and his staff? Look, man, you know, situational awareness is all coaching. And there was a situation where McCarthy got caught with his pants down, you know, and and they called called him. And that was all he could do was burn uh, that timeout. And so, look, it came back to haunt them. And anytime you're in a close matchup, and that's why timeouts in the second half are so pivotal. But that was one instance uh, where... Look, that was just, you know, that was coaching. And I'm sure he wishes that he had that that timeout back because obviously that probably would have made the difference on that call that everybody wished that wasn't. And where the hell is New York when you need them? I thought they called down and say, hey, that was actually a fumble. Why come we can't get New York to place a call? Not inside two minutes, right? Nope. Damn. It was outside of two minutes, though. Is it? Outside, yeah. Outside. Yeah. Make take the call. I mean, well, we look that uh, we we can't beg for that. That's another. That's another excuse. (laughs) But I'm just saying that's That's, that was that. That's a that's a caveat of the game. Had it been inside two minutes, they would have got that call. But it was outside of two minutes, and because you got quote unquote out coached during that that early situation uh, earlier in the game, that disabled you Uh from being able to challenge it. Well, he in his bag this morning, Isaiah IRS right now, boy. I tell you what. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, this, this is why I had hesitation earlier in the week, right? And I know you guys looked at me sideways, and a lot of other people probably did as well. When we started coming, when we came off the Washington game, and you were, we were right, you know, everybody was riding high. Oh, Dallas is killing it. Dallas is they're, they're unstoppable. And what was my response? I want to see it this week. Mm-hmm. That was my first thing I said. I, I want to see it this week. The reason why is because you're supposed to beat up on those teams. Right, and I said that you're supposed to beat up on those. Teams. That's the little brother. What did I what did I refer to last week? That was a Rotary Boys and Girls Club that you beat up on. That was a Rotary League, right? You had to go play the the select games now, and these are the select games. And it doesn't matter what you do in against against the cats that you play around that run around and play the same four or five teams. It doesn't matter, right? The NFC East, it doesn't matter. When you go out there and you play them other boys that have that that, that played nationally ranked oh guys God. all the time, this is what the Dallas Cowboys have shown, and they have to show different going into the playoffs. Slow, slow down, Jim Shoes. This is a seesaw league. The NFL is a seesaw league. And if you looked at the, the year that, the, that has been, or just look at the AFC, right? There are the, best, uh, the best record in the AFC is 11 and 5. That's the, that's the AFC. Now you come to the NFC, the, obviously the Green Bay has the best record. So what I'm saying is it's been a good year of football. Anybody could mm-hmm. beat anybody. If you yep. look at last, last night or uh, yesterday, the Jets were supposed to beat the Bucks in New York. I mean, there's, there have been strange things that have happened Absolutely. all year. And, and all I'm saying is, look, we, we play flat. We'll see them again or, or, or so, whoever we see. We just got to play better. It's not as though Arizona came in here and completely wiped the floor with us. No. Our, it was self-inflicted. Before this week, you would, you know, hey, it was when a team gets back Montez Sweat. And, and, you know, when teams get these people back or, you know, Dak is not looking like himself anymore and all of those things. But, look, man, if, if Kellen Moore comes out and he scripts the first 15 plays the way that he did uh, against – this team against Arizona, man, throw those first 15 plays away. You have to start all over <laughs> with this thing because 
Look, that just didn't work for us, man. <laughs> and I mean, look, Isaiah, I rely on you heavily for a lot of this because I feel as though you're going to tell it like it is. And, 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 I, and I, I feel like that's we appreciate that part of it. But if you're looking around the rest of the league, man, you're seeing that there's a whole lot of parity, bro. Anybody yeah, can beat yeah. anybody. And, and, and that's absolutely correct. I, I don't, But I don't look around for everybody else, right? I'm looking at, at these guys and all, all the talk that I have, that all my opinions come from the standpoint of where the Dallas Cowboys are trying to go. And when you start talking about where they're trying to go and not who they had on their 11 and five uh, schedule was based upon, it's all about what level of ball do you have to play in order to win those type of games? That's all. Right. That's where all my opinions always come from. And this has always been a question mark that sits sitting over my head and over the Dallas Cowboys head. Can they deliver when you face these teams that are like, I don't give a dog on that. We have a lot of injuries. I don't give a dog on that. We don't have our full squad. This is what the type of ball that we're going to play. Can you stop it? We're going to give it everything that we have. And this is our approach. We're going to blitz you 75% of the game. That's what we're doing. What are you going to do? Are you going to run the ball because, you, because you're the Dallas Cowboys and you have all your offensive linemen back? Or are you going to say, no, nah, we can't run the ball and bust through this first line of defense and get to the big plays because there's no second-level defenders? That was the approach that Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys took yesterday when they should have said, we got Tyron Smith, we got Collins, we got Martin. We're coming at you. We're going to get past this first layer. Yes, we're going to hit our head on the wall a couple times, but once we get through this first layer of defense, we're going to be having nothing but big plays. And they didn't take that approach. They sat back on their heels, and this was what they put on film, much like what they put on film when they played against Denver. So now, other team, Philadelphia, all right, Philadelphia is now looking at that like, hmm, can we do the same thing? All right, we're not going to take the same approach Arizona's going to take, but there's two different examples now, two examples of how Dallas has now left that window open for Debo. And you're right, heck, like, there is parity in this conference. Like, you watch those noon games, and the Rams almost lose that game, and obviously the Bucks had everything that they had going on in that game. So, yeah, but there's evidence going back to post-buy that offensively they are just not in a rhythm. And Washington was maybe an aberration? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I, I had pause about this game, too, but I picked the Cowboys based off the fact that they got back home to AT&T Stadium where they've averaged almost 40 points a game, and you're thinking, mm. it's going to be a track meet, you know? but It's going to be a boat race, but that didn't happen. So th- the problem is going back to late October – there's just evidence that they are still not in a rhythm offensively. That is a concern going into the playoffs. And now they've got this situation where, okay, are they the four seed? Do they have a chance to move up? Do they play guys in week 18 that's now on Saturday on a short week? Or do they try to get ready for the playoffs? Like, I, I'm not sure what Mike McCarthy does right now because I, I do think offensively they need to try to get some rhythm back going before the postseason starts instead of just sitting, guys. It's it's an interesting position that they're in right now. Well, let's talk about that on the other side of the break because I want to talk about, one, the Saturday scenario in which is, is going to be placed this week, and then we'll talk about going into uh, the, the playoffs there. But I also want to hear, does it make you feel a little bit better, the fact that they found a rhythm in the fourth quarter, even, even though it was late in the game and they were trying to get back into it, does it make you feel better moving into the final game of the regular season than, of course, into the playoffs when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, 
insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. What is that, Isaiah? This is my uh, Rob P. wallet. (laughs) Still in the box or what? Fresh. Fresh. Fresh out the box. That's just the outer layer. <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like a brick from here. Rob, did you I'm watch? I'm gonna go get my new one soon. Good, good. Did you watch the shows last week? I'm, I'm assuming you did because we were we were talking about maybe pulling a Bible out. That would probably be a great representation of the wallet. <laughs> Something of the sort. A King James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's about right in terms of thickness oh man i love it i love it second segment here of talking cowboys first non-victory monday that we've had since right after thanksgiving and so a little somber today but we're going to help get through it and we're going to talk about the cowboys and what went right what went wrong and I want to start things off in this segment. I want to. I, we will get to what I teased a, a little bit later in the in the next couple minutes or so. But I want to ask: Is who is the blame for the game yesterday? Because it could be the, a finger could be pointed a couple different directions. I'll start with you, Heckma. But offensive coordinator, quarterback, offensive line, running game. Which one do you start with here? Because I know a lot of people were going after Dak Prescott. I don't know if that's necessarily all on his shoulders, but I want to hear it from you first. You know, I I think you have to break this thing down in percentages as far as blame is concerned. I mean, the offensive line is definitely – they didn't play their best ball yesterday, and I'm sure they would agree. Uh, Dak didn't either. 
Uh, he had some throws that got away from him. He didn't read uh, the defenses as well as he should have. Balls, he, he just looked off. I mean, the whole offense looked flat. Kellen Moore, I talked about his play scripting from the beginning of the game, and it, it just, man, the play calling was off. I mean, the, a lot of the formations that he came out with, <laughs> Buda Baker was reading them, all right? Buda Baker <laughs> was supposed to have three uh, interceptions yesterday that went through his hand. So it, this game was lopsided from the beginning just from the from a, a scheme standpoint. But, you know, there's a lot of blame to, to, to carry, uh, to get, to pass out. Uh, but I think it starts with the offensive line. They didn't play well at all. And if you look at the, the way that we rushed uh, yesterday, I mean, 45, 45 rushing yards, that ain't going to get it. And, you know, hey, Isaiah, hello, darkness, my old friend. We're back to that third down stat. Uh, we were three for 11 on third down. So you're not going to win very much uh, mm. when the third down stat looks like that. Mm. Isaiah? I'm going to put it on Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, I felt a fella, he tucked his tail yesterday. And, and that's tucked that's un- his tail. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, because you expect you expect the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys with all these weapons to have a freaking. Napoleon complex. You should, you should just walk out there, just chest, just just swole, right? Just fresh off some, you know, some some push-ups. Just fresh off push-ups, fresh off pull-ups, all that. Just chest swole up, and and he didn't do that. And Arizona came at him and, and, and attacked him like Mike Tyson used to come out in the first in the first round, and just just coming with just a barrage of punches and just just swinging and, and uppercuts and overhand rights and 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 they Kellen Moore was just like, oh crap, right? I'm I'm gonna stop running the ball. I'm gonna stop my quick passing game. I'm 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 not gonna change anything that I did that, that my first fifteen or whatever everybody's referring to right now. His his approach to this game was different than what his execution was. And yes, Dak Prescott gets the blame. Yes, the running the offensive line gets the blame because those guys are underneath his umbrella. But he is the leader of this offense. Let's not forget that. Dak gets paid forty million dollars a year, but he's not the leader of this offense. Kellen Moore is, and they are going to follow suit in terms of what he calls and the positions that they that he puts them in. And I don't believe <laughs> that he was aggressive enough in his approach in the game to rebut what whatever it is Arizona brought yesterday, and that was them saying, "Hey, we're going to blitz you to death because we know that you're going to play on your heels." So you wanted Kellen to come out like the Ultimate Warrior and just like <laughs> shake the ropes and do all that stuff and pound his <laughs> chest. And- Absolutely, and he, did, and he didn't do that. I had to get the wrestling reference. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to give the edge in the game plan and the execution to Cliff Kingsbury in this game. I, I, you know, and not not just the timeout or the the timeout that they forced him to get that heck reference that that turned out to be the difference in the game at the end. Um, but again, yeah, they they did a better job of of controlling the pace of the game throughout. Uh, on their offensive side of the ball. I think, yeah, I'm with Heck and Isaiah. Like, I think it, 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 it's all the way around offensively. They were, they were out of sync. Um, but the penalties to me are what stood out the most in terms of, I think they had six drives in the first two quarters in the first half. Five of them, they had at least one penalty that, that stalled drives. And they were two of six on third down, and they never got anything going. And I know everybody wants to talk about the refs and the missed calls, but when you dig yourself a hole like that, you're asking for everything to go right late in the game, that the refs, they're human, that they're not going to make a mistake and not going to do something that's going to screw it up. That's, that's what happened. They, they put themselves in a position where too much had to go right for them late, and that's, that's ultimately why they lost, even though, yes, it was a missed call late. See, and, and, Rob, I, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and whatever, whatever scheme that has Schultz 
blocking Chandler Jones if we see this team again. Let's just throw <laughs> that one away. And, and, heck, and, 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 that, one. and that, that's an example of that is a penalty. Like, the, the holding that he had, like, that's not – and I know, look, 10 penalties, and I know that they're, the guys are frustrated, but, like, there are clear penalties out there, and they've been yeah. one of the most penalized teams in the league this year. This has been a problem, that not just, oh, it's the ref's fault every time. Yeah, thank you very much for acknowledging that. But let me address this. The reason why I point the finger at Kellen Moore is because if you come out and you're playing against – we talked about it, right? We talked about how aggressive Arizona is on defense, how they have an all-pro guy at every level. And it reminded me of, of the Los Angeles Chargers and how aggressive these guys are at every level. Chandler Jones, right? You got Isaiah Simmons. You got Buda Baker. Simmons. All these boys, we said they play off of momentum. Right? We said all these things leading up the entire week, and you have to slow these guys down. So when they come up to the line of scrimmage, they said we're blitzing all eight guys. What is your approach? Is your approach to say, okay, we're going to just drop back and we're going to now just try to catch and hold as many guys as we can and hope that you guys don't get that? Or are you going to reverse reverse course and say, we're going to come at you. I'm going to bust you in your mouth. I'm going to meet you at the line of scrimmage, and I'm going to drive you back because we're better than you up front. That's what I talk about when I'm talking about the mentality of Kellen Moore. He dropped back and said, I'm going to try to hold off as long as I can to try to give Dak as much time as possible. And when you do that and you don't have enough blockers to block their guys that they're bringing, you are now in a catching position. And if you're in a catching position, guess what you're going to catch? You're going to catch some of them flags because you're now holding on for dear life mm-hmm. instead of attacking. Now, do you think that's do you think that is the thing that is bugging Dak the most? The way that teams are are crowding the line of scrimmage because you don't you saw New Orleans do the same thing. We've seen a lot of teams do that: show coverage one way, press the line of scrimmage, and then bail at the last minute. I personally, that's just one of the things. Like I'm out there watching that, but Isaiah, I guess I'm asking you that question. Do you think that's making the biggest difference in how Dak is reading defenses? It should piss him off. And you you hear that in his post game interview where he's like, you know, for whatever reason, teams you know they come at me more than they come at to other teams. That's a freaking problem, Dak. And that's not just your problem. That's killing more. That teams are bullying Kellen Moore. They're not bullying you and your inability to be able to handle the blitz. They're saying scheme-wise, we can get to you and disrupt what you guys are doing more so when we blitz you. So guess what? When we play the Dallas Cowboys, absolutely, we're sending the whole house because guess what? Their offensive coordinator hasn't proven that they are going to make anybody pay. Well, in earlier, you're, you're ignoring the, the stat that, that that Dak is number one when facing the blitz. Yeah, exactly. He's he, he has the best. He has the best keep QBR in the NFL, and they, yes. they blitz him less lately. I feel like last month or so, but not in this game. Not in this game. Yeah, and, and, and you, to your point, he is the best when it comes to the short passing game, right? When it comes to the short passing game, he was he's at the top of the league, absolutely, Heckler. But guess what? Something's changed, and all of a sudden now we don't have Michael Gallup, and teams start building their confidence. When you have your 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 twenty million dollar man out there at the receiver position, and you're not getting him the ball, guess what? We're right. no longer threatened by you. We're not threatened by you. If you're not going to get Amari Cooper the ball more than three or four times a game, I can blitz you thirty times a game. You know why? Because you're not going to get the ball in his hands. Right now, as teams go forward, they don't have a Michael Gallup on the other side. Oh, guess what? Oh, even more so, we're going to bring these dogs. And even more so, we're going to put hands on you at the line of scrimmage. CD has now become the name receiver for these guys. And that is a problem when defenses start approaching us. 
the, how much of an effect does that have on the run game as well? Because we can't go away from this game and say 45 yards is going to get it done. Nine carries for 16, uh, 16 yards and a long of six for Ezekiel Elliott. Second worst game of his career. That's not going to get it done. So, Isaiah, how much does the blitzing packages have to do with the fact that the run game has been bad too? It's huge. And, I, and, I, and I, again, I say it all the time. Dak is not built to drop back and throw the ball 40-plus times a game. He's not built that way. He's not built. This offense isn't built that way. Can he do it? Yes. Are they going to be successful majority of the time? No. That's not. This team is still revolved around the running game. That is the identity of this team. I don't care how beat up the running game is. I don't care how, how much Dak can throw the ball down the field. This team needs to run the ball. And when you blitz against the Dallas Cowboys, what is it known that they do? They abandon the run. They abandon the run. Do they have the personnel up front to batter you and get through that first line? They're moving two, three layers of defenders down to one. And you're saying that you can't find a seam? You can't yeah. find one seam to break through that and make them pay? That's what you do against teams that blitz you. Walk all those guys up to the line of scrimmage if you want to. And, yes, you're going to get us a couple times. You're going to get us one, two, three times. But guess what? In that second half when you're dog tired, and I still got Tyron Smith, and I still got Lyle Collins, and I still got Zach Martin over there, we're going to get through this first layer. And guess what? TP, Zeke, if Zeke was running hard, that's the healthiest we've seen Zeke, he's going to bust out for 20, 30, 40-plus yards. And I bet you you won't bring that blitz again. Hmm. That's the mentality you have to have, but that's not the response that teams are getting when they face the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore is saying, oh, let's just try to hold him up, and I hope that my yeah. offensive line doesn't get a holding penalty. That's BS. Attack them. Heckma? No, I mean, look, Isaiah's on fire right now, man. We just go let him simmer over there. Uh, because they, you're right, man, for real. Like They didn't get to the second level at all. And when they were pressing at the line of scrimmage, whether they bailed or stayed uh, blitzing, our offensive line didn't do a good job. And when they did, when we finally did get a break, guess what? There was a penalty that went with that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was just never any way to capture any momentum. And this is an ugly game, man, and they really can't make any excuses for it. But at the same time, man, the penalties really stopped a lot of the momentum offensively uh, that we had. Dak has to do a better job. Everybody has to be better. Uh, the next time that we face a team like this, if this is going to be the measuring stick game uh, that we need, uh, now it's going to come down to, you know, a, a winner takes all uh, approach for the playoffs. And so we have to be better no matter what. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, for sure. The other thing, too, offensively is they, they didn't – the, we heard about the fastball offense for a week straight, and they, that yeah. tempo wasn't that yeah. tempo wasn't there. I mean, they got on the ball quick in the first drive, but after that, I didn't really see it. And I think part of it was they just they stalled out for the reasons you guys mentioned. And you know, the defense is on the field a ton, and maybe you don't want to you know hang your defense out to dry as much uh, because you know if if you don't convert those drives, then you're hurrying up for what you know. So I think that was something they got into against Washington that was very helpful for them that they weren't able to establish in this last game. But you're right, Heck. Like, they're looking at a situation now, if you're looking big picture, where you had the two seed. Now it's a situation where you very well may have to win two road games to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. And, uh, you know, the way they played yesterday, that's going to be a tough – that's a tough task. they got to be more efficient. 
So what, we five, we're what, five and three at home now and six and two on the road? Hey, so, <laughs> maybe it works out that way. Maybe that's what we should be doing. They've won three straight on the road, right? They're going to play on the road this week. Let's see if they can get four straight on the road. So uh, all of that in tongue-in-cheek, of course. But when we come back, let's talk about the seeding scenario and what's on the docket for the Cowboys moving into the final week of the regular season. Can they move out of the fourth seed? They can. We'll tell you how when we come back on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Those are custom Essilors for the UW fam. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's the disgusted auntie right there. That's the look she's giving you today. Oh, no. Mm. The disgusted auntie. Mm. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Green Bay with their win last night over the Minnesota Vikings, locking up the one seed in the NFC. So the one seed, the bye, it is gone for everyone, including the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay locked it up with their win. Dominant fashion, 37-10 over the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. So where does where does it line up for the Cowboys now? How can they get out of the four seed? Because right now, almost every scenario except for two has them as the four seed. Here's the two scenarios. If they want to be the two seed, let's say they want to get up and have that that chance at a second home game and then also maybe play a team like Philadelphia, maybe a San Francisco, the seventh seed in the NFC in the first round. They would need the Panthers to beat the Buccaneers. 
the Seahawks to beat the Arizona Cardinals, and the 49ers to beat the Los Angeles Rams. So every team that you are in the conversation with that's right around that 12-4, and 11-5 realm with you, you would need all three of those teams for, to lose and, of course, the Cowboys to win their game on Sunday against the Eagles. You would need that to happen in order for the Cowboys to be the two seed. So likelihood of that happening, pretty slim. And we would need a lot to happen there. But you're saying there's a chance. There That's right, is, All right. There is right. a chance. And That's they, what I heard. They could also be <laughs> the three seed if they wanted to, which would most likely pit them up against uh, maybe a San Francisco or uh, I don't even know who else could be the six seed. But they would need the Seahawks to still beat the Cardinals. Mm. The 49ers to still beat the Rams, so basically you need the NFC West to lose. And then if the Buccaneers beat the Panthers, you would still be the three seed. If that's the case, of course, if you take advantage of the Eagles on Sunday. So there's a chance still for the Cowboys to be the two seed and to be the three seed, but there's only two scenarios where that works out because any other win from the Rams or the Cardinals or the Buccaneers kind of throws that all out of whack, Rob. Am I missing anything in terms of the playoff scenarios there? No, what you're saying is they missed a huge opportunity yesterday. A huge opportunity. Um, but yeah, a lot has to go right. And I guess that I brought it up earlier. Like, I, what do you guys do in this situation? Do you just play everybody and try to go win the game and 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 hope for help and try to stay sharp, or do you say, "Hey Zeke, you've been playing up on a bang knee for since week three. Why don't you take a rest for this game?" Like, what? How do you how do you approach it if you're Mike McCarthy? Isaiah? Everybody got to play. Everybody's playing because the, the last thing you want to do is going to the playoffs with this as your last memory, with this as your as your mojo, should we say. Uh, yeah, yeah, baby. Okay, we need we need some of that yeah, baby to get on the field because the last this last game was not it. Washington, you're riding high. You, you would have hoped that that would have been your last game going into the playoffs so that you could have the confidence. But you have to play everybody now. And that's the situation that you've put yourself in. Seedings matter. Freaking A, seedings matter. That first round buy is absolutely everything. And that's that's gone now. So now you want to set yourself up to have the easiest road for a three-game winning streak. What is there? At least for all you can control is the first game. But who can you who do you want to face that first week? It matters. And a lot of people are gonna say, oh, you know, everybody's kind of equally yoked. BS, they're not. You much rather play a San Fran or much rather play a Philly than mm-hmm. you ever would want to play a freaking Tampa or, or L.A. or any of those guys. So it matters. So you have to do what you can to control what you can because you you have put yourself where you're at. Akma? They have to. They have to get, you know, look, they, we, we talk about being in sync. We talk about the offense and where they are right now. No matter what, they have to get some type of, you know, continuity going again. It, if it's against the Philadelphia Eagles, then fine. Let's get it. We have to get it. You can't feel good about the way that the offense played. Uh, but then also Mike McCarthy has his, his finger on the pulse of this team. Uh, and if this is a situation where, look, you're going into the Philadelphia game with some, with some injuries in places and you may be able to rest some guys maybe this is the time to do it because you're already where you are if it can't get any better than three or four uh you're, you're gonna be you're gonna play one of the teams that Isaiah just mentioned so uh no matter what it's you know it's playoffs and it's it's winner take all you know win or go home and that's that's the way uh that this team has to approach it I'm looking at it as look man we got to get our defense back on track 
Mm. Um, we got to get our defense back, you know, hitting, sacking, turn, getting, getting turnovers. We, we were not able to do any of that. Well, we got one sack yesterday, but we were not able to create those turnovers. You know, well, Jerron Curse had one on his fingertips. Mm. He just couldn't catch. But there are several situations like that where Kinda you like want to see this defense play a lot better. And like I, I opened up the show just basically saying, look, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. But at the same time, I didn't see the same defense out there, Isaiah. I didn't. I didn't see Dan Quinn attacking it the same way. But I did see uh, the, the Philadelphia, the, excuse me, the, the Cardinals picking up blitzes. They did some great things also. So, look, it, it, it went both ways. But this defense, this offense, these guys have got to get back in sync. Can I ask you a question, Heck? Go ahead. If the Dallas Cowboys don't have a turnover – don't don't you know what I'm saying don't force a turnover. Do you feel good about this team's ability to win games? I do, I do, and and, and the reason I feel like feel good about it is because I think they do so many other things. You can still get sacks, you know, pressures. They could stop. They stop the run, and if they could clearly do that, the last time that we saw uh, the last time we saw Arizona Cardinals, man, they ran for 265 yards. You know, again, they still had. Well, they have 100, 127 yards. So those, those are the things that I'm saying that you got to get fixes on. You got to fix that. You, and that's what going into uh, that playoff game that I want to see them fix. And, 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 hey, man, you're not guaranteed to get a turnover every game. You know, mm-hmm. it's just when you get your opportunities to get them. Can't count New York, New York call. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, that, but I think it does illustrate how complimentary this team has gotten, where the offense has been right. somewhat reliant on, hey, these extra mm. possessions. It's happened to answer your question. It's happened four times this season. Yep. No takeaways. Yesterday, Vegas on Thanksgiving loss. Denver loss. Mm. Minnesota, the Cooper Rush show came down to the very end. So uh, that's been a huge part of we their won success one of them. this season. Yeah. One for three. Yeah, one and three. Yeah, one and three. So, Rob, what would you do in that regard in terms of playing everybody, trying to get everybody back on track, both sides of the football, defense, offense, doesn't matter. Would you play these guys and try and go for that second seed, third seed, or do you try and set yourself up for success and potentially most likely going to play in Arizona coming around on the the wild card round? It's tough. I mean, I I lean towards Heck and Isaiah that I – I would play guys and try to stay sharp or get sharp going in because I think rust in the playoffs is a real thing. I've seen it with, with the Cowboys in the past, even when they have been really sharp going in and had the top seed. So I think that right. it's a long time off if you're talking about sitting a bunch of guys. However, the thing that gives me pause beyond guys, you know, I mentioned Zeke, Tyron's been banged up. Now all of a sudden it's a short week. So how do you treat that? You, you turn it around and now you're traveling on Friday to go play this game. So I don't know. That's what makes it a little different wrench in it for me. But I, but I do think there's value in, in getting out there and competing. And maybe it's not so much about the seeding, but just trying to get back to playing mm-hmm. your best football going into the playoffs. And Isaiah, what did you say last week whenever one of the, the biggest factors in Super Bowl runs, it's not necessarily the best team, but what kind of team makes a Super Bowl run? It's a team that's playing best at that. And when the playoffs hit. The hottest team. That. Mm, that was not it yesterday. Not it yesterday. <laughs> but if you get a win against Philadelphia, you turn around, you win this week, and then you go into the playoffs, you've still won five of your last six games going into the postseason. So you can yeah. still categorize yeah. that as, hey, maybe the, the Arizona game was the exception as opposed to the reality. And hopefully that's the case. I think the Cowboys, I'm on your side. I would play everybody. Let's get a win, go 6-0 and in the division, build some confidence, and then get going for the playoffs. Try and jumpstart this thing because right now – 
you might have that dead battery if you if you try and rely on that that Arizona game a little <laughs> bit too much. You need to get that jump start going, get those cables out, and that that Philadelphia game is the way to get it done. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to take your questions either over the phone or on Twitter on Talking Tuesday. So we will answer your questions from Cowboys Nation. What went wrong yesterday? And then we'll, of course, start looking ahead to the Philadelphia game here in Week 18 of the NFL season. For Chris Beam running this one, for Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!